0: I don't know about you, but I just love that second reading. (laughs) Wives, be subordinate to your husbands. Boy, that's good. It's good in part because it reveals something about the philosophical and cultural baggage we bring to the Bible. Often for us, human interactions are understood in terms of power survival of the fittest, war of the sexes, systemic racism, haves and haves not, and what we think of God trying to exert power over us absolutely. Be subordinate to one another out of reverence for Christ. As the church is subordinate to Christ, so wives should be subordinate to their husbands in everything. Wives, be subordinate to your husbands as to the Lord. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Clearly for us, the reference point is Christ, the lens through which interactions are to be seen, not through that of a power struggle. This comes out in the word St. Paul used, subordinate, be subordinate, sub meaning under or coordinated with, and ordinate, it comes from the Latin ordinare, which means to arrange or to set in order. Here you might think of a religious order. You have individuals who are gathered together around a certain purpose. Their lives are ordered around a charism, a certain way of living. So the meaning is something like wives order your lives as your husband's lives are ordered toward Christ, toward loving as he loves us. Or maybe coordinate the pattern of your life with the pattern of Christ's love reflected in your husband's life. Do you see it? You see the difference? From this, found da- from this, the foundation of Christian marriage emerges. It's rooted in what husband and wife hold in common and what they share together and want for one another. In other words, marriage is a special type of friendship. Friends are those who hold something in common, be it football, dancing, video games. And the more valuable what they share is, the more enduring and meaningful will their friendship be. If our friendship is based on the royals and the royals do what they often do, well, that friendship could be in jeopardy or their satisfaction and joy could just easily rise and fall according to the wins and many losses. Christian marriage is a special type of friendship, one in which Jesus is that something they hold in common and strive together to emulate. This is what Paul means when he said, the union of man and wife is one flesh, quoting the words of Genesis. Husband and wife don't become one skin. That's not what he's talking about. They become one by willing the same thing for one another. And it's, in a sense, it's like two persons with one will, which overcomes the distance between them. For as we all know from experience, physical closeness is inadequate by itself. We can be spatially close, but spiritually, a world apart. Something more than the physical is required for union between humans. The greater that something is, the more noble it is, the more enduring and beautiful that union will be. It's this overcoming of distance in an absolutely unique way that we celebrate in Jesus Christ. God and man in one person with Jesus' human will subordinated perfectly to the divine will. This is the great mystery Paul spoke of, the meaning of which lies beyond what's visible. Somewhat like your wedding rings, the meaning of which lies beyond what you can see. Look at your rings, weigh your rings, probe your wings. Does that exhaust the meaning associated with those wedding rings? Not even clothes. There is something that you cannot see that is attached to those physical things that extends beyond them, which you notice at times in sadness or loss, in concern as you touch that physical thing and touch, in a sense, that mystery that meaning that lies beyond it. Make that which lies beyond what's visible in Jesus visible in your relationship as husband and wife. You're to be a little mystery, a little sacrament, making visible that great mystery. That's your exalted calling, St. Paul is saying. It's an intensification of our core Friendship with God as disciples who, like Joshua and his family in the first reading, and the Apostles and the gospel, are given God's word and His way of life as that unifying something. That's something that allows unity between us and Him, a something which reaches its apex in the mystery of faith, in holy communion, in which we share to the degrees our lives are ordered towards him.